Jewish audio on Chabad.org. How the Gulag Judge Lit the Menorah by Asheron Balthazar Repeatedly arrested for his counter-revolutionary activities to preserve the flickering flame of Judaism in the Soviet Union, Reb Mordechai Khanzin repeatedly found himself behind bars. His first sentence amounted to 10 years in a forced labor camp. And after his relief, release, Reb Mordechai was again found guilty and punished with five more years. His third and final sentence resulted in six years. Overall, between the years 1935 and 1956, he spent 21 years in Soviet prisons and camps. In his short stints of freedom, he selflessly devoted himself to preserving Judaism behind the Iron Curtain. Among his many experiences, there was one story that he would tell again and again. As the Siberian winter deepened, Hanukkah came, and a group of young Jewish men, all prisoners of the Gulag, convened for a short meeting, the topic, how to obtain and light a secret menorah. One promised to supply margarine to be used as fuel. Some frayed threads from standard-issue camp garb would suffice as wicks. Even small cups to hold the margarine margarine would be procured from somewhere. Of course, all this was against camp regulations, and they all understood the implication of their actions should they be caught. Reb Mordechai was the eldest of the group of 18 men, and was therefore honored to usher in the holiday by lighting the first candle. In the dead of night, in a small garden shed, the hardy crew crowded around their makeshift menorah and listened to Reb Mordechai's emotional voice as he recited the first blessings, tears trickling down his cheeks. Reb Mordechai and his comrades gazed silently at the small yellow light, each one recalling Hanukkah in his parents' home. And then the loud crash of the door opening shattered the men's reverie. Camp guards rushed through the doorway and flooded the cramped space. The Jewish inmates were grabbed by brutish hands and shoved through the camp. When they reached a small dark cell, they were ordered to pile inside. The first to be brought to trial was the ringleader, Reb Mordechai. Inside the small courtroom, which consisted of the judge's desk and a bench for the defendant, the proceedings were all but pro forma. Reb Mordechai had already predicted his indictment and solemnly awaited the verdict. This is an act of treason, said the prosecutor. By lighting the candles, you intended to signal to enemy forces. The penalty for this is death. The judge regarded the young man standing in front of you. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Reb Mordechai's heart pounded in his chest, and he approached the judge. Is it, is it just me, or, or is it the rest of the group, too? All of you, enunciated the judge dryly. Reb Mordechai was devastated. The courtroom began to spin around him. Whatever indifference he was able to afford until then vanished in the terror-stricken realization that his fellow brothers would be led to their deaths. He blamed himself. Reb Mordechai, at that moment, burst into bitter tears, and for a few minutes he stood in front of the judge, sobbing uncontrollably. Years of crushing pain and pent-up emotions overwhelmed him, and he couldn't stop. 
come close, said the judge. But Mordecai took a, a step towards the judge's desk. Softly, the judge asked about his relatives, the means of livelihood, and other personal details. But Mordecai answered the judge's inquiries. What do you have to say for yourself? The judge pressed on. Mustering temerity, he did not feel. Reb Mordechai addressed the judge. We are Jews, and we lit the candles that night to observe the holiday of Hanukkah. You lit Hanukkah candles? You lit Hanukkah candles? The judge repeated to himself, clearly unsettled. You don't say Hanukkah candles. Recomposing himself, the judge called to the two guards present in the courtroom and asked them to stand outside. When the door clicked closed, the judge turned his attention back to Reb Mordechai. If you let Hanukkah candles, let me demonstrate the right way to light them. Reb Mordechai watched the judge light a small lamp, picking up the incriminating documents gingerly with trembling hands. The judge slid the first one off and held it to the flame. The paper caught fire and disappeared quickly in an orange blaze and a few whiffs of smoke. As if he were afraid to delay lest he change his mind, the judge worked quickly through the pile, saying, You see, this is how you light Hanukkah candles. Soon there was nothing remaining of the pile. Finished, the judge scooped up the scattered ashes, strode over to the window and tossed them into the Siberian wind. Sitting down, the judge reached for the buzzer on his table and summoned the guards. Take this group of 18 men, the judge barked, and separate them, making sure that it would be impossible for them to see one another. There's no point in killing them. They're not even worth one bullet. The guards marched out and Reb Mordechai was again left alone with the judge. The latter faced Reb Mordechai and said in a trembling voice, I too am a Jew, and I beg you to make sure that the future generations of our people will know to light the Hanukkah candles. In 1956, a few years following Stalin's death, hundreds of thousands of prisoners were pardoned and their names cleaned. Among them was, was Reb Mordechai Hansen, who was finally given permission to leave the camps that had robbed him of decades of his life. Hansen moved to Moscow, where he became secretary to Chief Rabbi Yehuda Leib Levin. A decade later, through the efforts of the Rebbe, he was allowed to emigrate to Israel, where he was reunited with his brother David, the rabbi of Petach Tikvah.